Amen. 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 Well, I bring grace to you and peace from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. text for today is from uh, that uh, New Testament reading, The Fruits of the Spirit, which, by the way, is our preschool's theme verse for the year. That's how we, we get here this Labor Day weekend. We thought it would be good for us as a community of faith, both our congregation and our preschool, to uh, have a, a similar launch point and for us to consider what is this theme verse that is going to be informing the lives of about 160, 170 of our little tinies over at the Mountain View campus, but all of us as God calls us forward in faith today. And so as we come to this word, let's bow our hearts and heads in prayer. Lord, your word comes to us, and we not only want to see it in its beautiful detail, but we also want to get a bigger picture of your movement in time and history through your son, Jesus. So uh, help focus us in to see what's in the depth of this teaching, but also give us a bigger picture so that we understand how it's connected to the gospel the very life that uh, our soul leans on, your son Jesus. Help us to see Jesus today through this preaching. We ask all of this in his holy name and all of God's people said, amen. There's a game that uh, we play on Facebook or maybe some news, uh, news sources that you have, Flipboard or whatnot, and uh, it's the game of can you, can you tell what, it, what this everyday object is by focusing on a little tiny itty bitty detail of it. So let's, let's see what's the hopper here. Any, this is disgusting. What, does anybody have a sense of what this could possibly be? No, it's not a golf club from the 1800s. Okay, what is it? You eat that. Well, you don't eat that part of it, but it's an apple. Okay, let's do another one. Focus on the tiny parts. This is, we're focusing on a very small, very very high-resolution piece of the puzzle. What do you think it is? Okay, what is it? The greatest cookie ever invented, except for peanut butter cookies. And, and I forgot, who, whoever it was that got me peanut butter cookies, I think it was Jane Augustine. Um, thank you, Jane. Those were um, a revelation in peanut butter cookiness. So thank you for that, for my installation. Just want to recognize. Okay, next one. I thought this was a dreamsicle at first, but it's not. It's a pencil. Boink. Great job. Let's get round of applause. Round of applause. Great job. Good eye. Good eye. Okay, last one. Last one for fun. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. What do you think it is? Someone threw up. Someone's in the process of throwing up. Okay, options. What is it? <laughs> it's a tomato. Oh, isn't it cute? Now, um, little principles about reading scripture. Um, when we read scripture, it is so easy for us in this time where we, we, get, we get daily devotions. How many of you get daily devotions in your email? You know, How many of you are like on the Bible app or something like that where you have daily Bible readings and you get like little snippets or portions of scripture and, and then a little devotional thought about what that means? We live in this world of bits and sound bites. And, and that is true also as we read scripture. And so as a for instance, if you look just at this screen right here, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, it's a little snippet. 
But the fact of the matter is that we are called as Christians not to major in the minor snippets, but rather we are called as Christians to read the bigger picture. And, and so often as happens, part of our understanding of what makes our souls the souls that they are is that if given the chance, we will always minimize out Jesus and we will focus on the little tedious pieces of the law. We are bent to try to justify ourselves. We like to be able to say, I did my homework, I finished the project at work, look at me, I cleaned up after the dog, I finished dinner, I emptied the dishwasher. We like to be able to say, I've done all these things. One of my favorite things as a guy is that when I mow the lawn, even though my yard is only like a quarter acre, this is my yard back in, Missouri. There's no such thing as grass apparently here that I've seen lately. But the point is, I would mow my lawn, I'd go back and forth, sometimes I would do it on diagonals, and I would get done with my quarter acre little piece of, you know, greenery, and I would sit there and I'd go, oh, 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 look what I have done. I have done straight lines. In the winter, we would snow blow. Okay. You see, there's this thing that's white, it falls from the sky, it's called snow. Anyways, so, but you'd snow blow, and I would get done snow blowing my own driveway, and I'd be so filled with the joy of seeing my accomplishment, I'd go and do my neighbor's driveway. And my neighbor would get mad because they wanted the same sense of accomplishment. This is really true. When we lived in Michigan, it was like a race to see who could snow blow more driveways. But there's that sense in us. As human beings, we always want to get into the tedious details of accomplishment. And this verse particularly is one where that can happen. I mean, literally, the way we even set this up, we didn't do this intentionally, but the way we set this up, you could literally put little check boxes to the left of each of those words and evaluate whether or not in your life, am I a loving person? Am I a joyful person? Uh, do I exercise and, and give evidence of patience with people? Am I gentle in the way that I talk with my children, my grandchildren? Do I show self-control when it comes to matters of digital or computer things? See, these are all the kinds of stuff that we can check through. We had a little brouhaha on staff this past week. I shouldn't probably tell you about this, but I will because it was kind of funny, actually. And uh, it was a brouhaha over how exactly we were going to express Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Um, because we want to just simply say and declare, the fruit of the Spirit is so on. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. However, let's bring that up just for the sake of fun, if we can, that little verse, Galatians. So you can see here, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. The fact of the matter is, though, verse 22 does not begin with the word the as a declaration. It begins with the word but as a disjunction. Not a, it's a conjunction. It brings two phrases together, but it's a disjunction. It's not this, but it's that. And the previous verse has to do with turning away from that sinful life that is at work constantly in us. So Paul says in Galatians, don't do this, but rather realize in your life the fruit of the Spirit. This is an important thing for us to realize, that little three-letter word, but. 
is everything for understanding this verse correctly. We are called as Christians to lift up the gospel of Jesus above all else. We are called as Christians to put matters of the law in their proper place. What does that mean? Well, it means that God's Son left heaven, entered earth miraculously, mysteriously, took upon himself our sins on a cross, died, rose bodily from the grave again, and ascended into heaven. That's something that doesn't happen every day. The law happens every day. It happens every day from the time of Adam and Eve. It will happen every day to the time that we go to heaven and Jesus comes, comes back, returns. The law happens every day, but when God's Son comes into this world to make a decisive choice for us, to bear our sin and be our Savior, that's something that causes us, as Scripture invites us, to lift that up and make that the centerpiece of our faith. The law is put into a subservient place to that greater gospel. Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the law to overwhelm the tyranny and hostility of sin in our souls. He came to give us a promise that because we are forgiven on account of his work, therefore the law is no longer our master. We are no longer slaves to the law. We are now slaves in a joyful, hopeful way of the Spirit. And so when we come to a verse like this, it is imperative for us to make sure that every word of that verse is acknowledged and understood. When we teach our kids over at the preschool, I do not want our preschool to be known for raising little moral kids. I want our kids to be moral, believe me. And I want our preschool to be a, a preschool known for adding value into the lives of, of our children, for sure. But the reality is, is that if we simply let the fruits of the Spirit stand as a list of nine do's and don'ts, we have failed in honoring the Word of God. And my guess is, none of us want to fail in honoring the Word of God. At the beginning of Galatians, it's uh, an interesting experience. And by the way, Galatians is only six chapters long. It'll take you about 15, 20 minutes to read at most. Maybe you take a chapter a day for this uh, week ahead and, and just read through Galatians um, and internalize the message of that book. Maybe you, you, you take a, a passage or something where you, you commit, this passage means something to me in my life right now, and I'm going to memorize this one or two verse passage, but you've read the whole book to understand how it all fits in. Maybe you do that this week. Six chapters, it's easy. Galatians is a book that is, uh, uh, stands out from the rest of the 13 letters or 12 letters that Paul wrote. And it stands out in a very peculiar way because of all the letters Paul wrote, whenever Paul started to write a letter in typical Greco-Roman form, he would always start out with a con commendation of his uh, audience, those who were receiving the letter, and uh, a, a prayer of thanksgiving. Um, so whether it was the Corinthians or, or the Ephesians, I thank God for you. And I remember you at every, or I, I pray for you at every remembrance. As God prompts me, I'm praying for you. Paul says that. And I've always taken that as a model for my own life. You know, I'm, a, I'm an ADHD pastor, 
And so I kind of go in a million different directions, and shiny metal objects bother me, generally speaking. That's why I don't wear a cross, by the way. I can't imagine wearing a shiny metal object around my neck. It's like garlic for a vampire is a cross around an ADHD pastor's neck. So I believe in Jesus, but I just don't wear a cross, in case you're wondering. And, and so um, one of those uh, ways, though, that I particularly pray, because I'm not a great prayer journal person, I'm not really a, a great kind of guy that wakes up at like 6 o'clock in the morning and has like a half hour worth of prayer. Um, but what I do is this. I, I take Paul's words and at the prompting of the Spirit, whenever I have a prompting, I take time out to pray. Um, and so along the way, as I'm getting to know some of you, um, for whatever reason, maybe it was a sight or a sound or something caught my eye or whatnot, and I was reminded by the Spirit of Christ living in me, hey, remember so-and-so in prayer right now. And, and I'll just stop and, and I'll just pray right there. It may take me 15 seconds to do, but I, I follow that. And this is Paul's way of doing things in his letters. I commend you for who you are as a child of God, and I remember you in prayer, and I pray for you these things. Except, except in the book of Galatians. In the book of Galatians, there is no commendation of that congregation. Paul does not offer any thanksgiving for them at all. It is a stunning reversal of his common hospitable practice as he serves as an apostle um, north of uh, Israel and Asia Minor and Greece. Why is that? Well, the reason is, if you read in the first chapter of Galatians, it's because, Paul says, you have turned away from the gospel. Somehow there have been ministers that have infiltrated this Galatian church, the story goes, and have conveyed to them, you know, there are some rituals that we think you as a church should know. There's some ways of doing business as a Christian that you should follow. There's a, there's a way you should push the lawnmower of your spirituality. There's a, there's a certain pathway by which you snowblow, <laughs> so to speak, the, the, the religion of this Christian faith we're, we're, we're learning and growing in. And, and here they all are. And so they laid out a whole bunch of laws for the church in Galatia to follow. Paul got wind of this. And when Paul got wind of it, he was apoplectic. That means his mind was going, he was absolutely beside himself. He was beside himself because what they were being taught in the rituals and rites and expectations and all the rigmarole, which it really was rigmarole, of all the stuff you've got to do, Paul said, you're losing the gospel. And there's no commendation for that. And there's no thanksgiving for that. And so Paul just lays into them from the very first verse. And then he says, by the time he gets about halfway through the first chapter, he says this, if anybody preaches to you a gospel other than the one you first heard from me, the gospel of Jesus, about his death, his resurrection over the the tyranny of sin and death and devil at work in you. If anybody preaches something different than that as the focus of our Christian faith, let that person be anathema. Anathema, if you're in the, from the Roman Catholic tradition, anathema means you have been essentially declared a heretic and you are out. You are dead to me, Paul says if you are preaching a gospel 
other than the one that is focused on Jesus Christ. Those are strong words. It's, it's like coming in and you've got an axe to grind with your brother or sister and it's Thanksgiving Day and you get into the house and you don't even kiss your mama. You just find your brother or sister and you just start laying on them for some offense that they gave you years ago. That's what this was like when Paul launches in and blows it all up. So, when we get to this verse, now go back. Back to 522 and 23. There you go. When we get to this verse, you have a choice to make. You can either leave this verse as it is and have a checklist of the laws that you're going to try to fulfill and do that unsuccessfully, by the way, because none of us are ever going to perfectly love or have joy or be at peace or have patience or show kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness or exercise self-control. None of us will ever do that. But you can, you can try. You can try to check those boxes and say, this is, if I can do this, then I am a Christian. Paul, if he were here, would say, nope wrong because there's a button there and that but makes this statement tied to something else and that is because you are a child of God now verse 24 let's go to the next one there you go those who belong read this out loud with me would you I'm talking too much those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires you belong to Jesus Jesus purchased and won you to be his. The gospel has been born into your soul. It has been baked into the fabric of your spirit. And because of that, fruit comes forth. He is the vine. We are the branches. We abide in him. We bear much fruit. This is the way it is. And so I remind you today that this fruit of the Spirit is something we long for. We want to show these attributes in our life, but we never want to show these attributes to the exclusion of our confidence that when we fail these attributes, these characteristics, God says, I still love you and forgive you. You are still my child. And when we find that there are the negative side, instead of love, we show hatred or we, show, we sow discord, um, when, we, um, when we show a lack of patience, when we're not gentle in our words and our speech, God says, remember who you are. Remember who you are. You're my child. And at work in you is a confidence that I reached across heaven to show you peace and patience, love and joy before the angels of God in your repentance. Now extend that experience into the lives of others. When we read scripture, we read not just for the details, but we always read with a wider angle lens. It's one of the most important capacities that we have in reading scripture. Next week, we get to launch in to an extended reading of a book called Daniel. And as we read through this book of Daniel, we're going to read six great stories of how God spoke into the life of a prophet who found himself living in an exile and a wilderness of sinfulness and self-absorbed greed. And God says, remember me, Daniel. Remember me that you are my child. You are part of my covenant people. Now, act like it. Act like it. You are part of God's covenant people. And I'm glad to be your pastor these days.
pray for you, I pray for me, I'll pray for you, you pray for me, and together we will bear much fruit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for grace today. Thank you for the opportunity to look at a, a verse of Scripture that is pretty well known, but now is known in an even deeper way because we've attached the gospel to it in a very clear in a very clear and significant way. Remind us that uh, because we belong to Jesus, our sinful nature has been crucified. We no longer live under the slavery of the law. We live as slaves of Jesus. And we're thankful for that because we know in that slavery there's freedom from bondage, there's forgiveness and grace, there's the opportunity always to, to start over again. Some of us here today need to start over, bluntly, we know that there are areas of our life that are out of step with your will for us. We show a lack of self-control. We have not been gentle in the way that we deal with others. We have not loved as you have first loved us. And so whatever that reset has to be today for each of us in this room, give us the power and encouragement to, to act and help us to know that you have given us the strength to do so because as your baptized children, uh, there's a new spirit at work in us. And for that spirit, we're thankful. Lord, we love you and we're thankful for this opportunity to hear your word, listen to you speak. In Jesus' name, amen.